Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Dirt Show. The three words I just don't want to hear anymore are New Hampshire and Iowa. My God. That's all we saw for days and days. That's all we read about is New Hampshire with its 13 voters and Iowa with the seven voters um, determining who the next president's going to be. I'm sick and tired of seeing New Hampshire voters and Iowa voters. They will have no impact on the general election. They will have no impact on who's going to be the president of the United States, but they have disproportionate impact on who gets the nomination. I, for one, am glad Nikki Haley is staying in despite her loss. So few people have voted. There are more people who live in apartment buildings in New York, uh, Stuyvesant Town and and other complexes than there are voters in some of these uh, states. You know, every vote counts, but, you know, more votes count more than less votes. So no more New Hampshire, no more Iowa. Let's let's start primaries in places that matter. I don't mean New York, because New York doesn't matter, uh, unfortunately. Under our electoral college system, New York doesn't matter. California doesn't matter. We know that the Democrats will win New York and California. We know the Republicans will win Texas. Well, that's moving a little bit uh, purplish. Um, and and Florida's up for grabs. But um, yeah, it was an overwhelming victory for um, Donald Trump, I'm not surprised. I thought it would be that. Um, um, and now the issue, she'll, Nikki Haley will stay in. She'll lose and she'll lose big in, in South Carolina, my wife's home state, where my wife's whole family comes from, and where we know a lot of the people in politics there through her family. But Nikki Haley will lose. Uh, the best evidence of that is that Senator Scott, who she appointed to the Senate, came out for Trump, and everybody's coming out for Trump now because everybody wants to be on the bandwagon. They want to be on the with the winner. Um, you know, people are writing these um, very mealy-mouthed endorsements. Well, Trump's going to win. He has the vote, so we ought to stick together and, 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 and support him. But he's going to win the nomination. Unless, again, as I've said before, this is all up to the good Lord. When you have two people around octogenarian age, um, health can be a big factor and it can come by surprise out of the blue, something could, could happen. Um, and I think one of the reasons Nikki Haley is going to stay in it in the event, something happens, not only health, but you know, there are these indictments, uh, and there'll be convictions. And there are some voters according to polls who say, if he's convicted, if Trump's convicted, we can't see ourselves voting for a convicted felon for president of the United States. How many such votes there'll be? I don't know. Um, so I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about who's going to be the vice presidential nominees. We know that Kamala Harris will get the vice presidential nominee, notwithstanding her low approval ratings. Um, Biden is already pushing her to the forefront. She's playing a stronger role. She's actually doing slightly better 
on on television, and her husband is coming out now, interviewed just today uh, by Wolf Blitzer. Um, and so she's going to be the vice presidential uh, nominee, and 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 therefore, who Trump appoints as his vice presidential running mate will be more important in this election than in any recent previous election. Maybe, maybe, maybe Sarah Palin may have cost uh, the election for the Republicans. That was such a bad nomination. But uh, uh, McCain, you know, was a good candidate, but he didn't pick a good vice president. And, you know, you go back in time. Um, my first election was uh, John F. Kennedy. We couldn't vote at 18 in those days. He had to be 21. And so he was the first person I voted for. And I hated Lyndon Johnson uh, back in that in the day. Um, you know, I thought of him as a kind of gruff. I didn't like him. But um, I was very happy when he was selected to be the vice presidential nominee because I knew it was a completely tactical uh, decision. Um, uh, Bobby Kennedy made the decision, basically. He was running um, uh, his brother's campaign. Uh, Bobby Kennedy hated Lyndon Johnson with a passion, but realized that uh, to win a very close election, of course, the election turned out to be razor thin. People still contested. Um, but uh, to win the election, he had to win the South. And uh, appointing the South's senator, Lyndon Johnson, um, would be a big help in trying to win a number of those states. And it, 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 it worked, you know, ironically. The issue of um, whether or not the vice president will ultimately become the president was not an issue because John Kennedy was healthy and young and vigorous. Who would know that uh, um, within a short period of time he had been murdered and assassinated and the man he selected, who he hated, to be his vice president would become the president. And uh, he actually was not as bad a president as I had uh, feared. He did some good work for civil rights and, and uh, you know, got us into the Vietnam War, uh, like everybody else, a mixed record, a mixed record. But, um, um, uh, but nobody dreamed that when Lyndon Johnson was named vice president and then elected that he'd become the president because he was probably too old if President Kennedy had served his full eight years uh, Johnson in those days, today he'd be a youngster compared to the people who are running. But I think people thought he would be too old and that therefore he would not not be running. But now whoever is given the vice presidential nomination um, may very well be our next president, either because of age and illness and death. Or remember, both of these uh, people will be lame ducks the minute they get into office. Neither can run for a third term. Donald Trump may think he can, um, but he can't. Uh, and so uh, the vice president is going to be the most likely uh, leading candidate to run on his or her party's uh, ticket four years from now. So the decision is really, really an important one. A lot of names have been, have been thrown out. Um, uh, Tim Scott, I had breakfast with him um, not so long ago. Very, very personable, very likable, very smart, um, um, accommodating. Um, uh, he said nice things about Donald Trump. 
African-American, comes from a state that um, Trump will probably not win, but uh, uh, I'm sorry, a state that, that Trump will probably win, but um, um, he nonetheless, he could help. He can help with the African-American vote. He can help uh, with uh, some uh, Southern state votes as well. So Tim, Tim Scott's a potential candidate. Another South Carolinian that's been mentioned is Nancy Mace. Nancy Mace is extraordinarily attractive candidate. The first woman to graduate the Citadel. You remember the Citadel case um, um, when it became uh, gender integrated. And she wrote a book about it. And you know, she has a good military record. She's uh, strong and 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 uh, not a lot of negatives. And that's what you really need for a vice president, not a lot of negatives. We'll get to that in a minute. The other one is a kind of flash in the pan, uh, Elise Stefanik. Um, uh, two months ago, three months ago, nobody ever heard of her. She was a Republican candidate, uh, congresswoman from New York, which is a rarity. And uh, she made her name by going after the three presidents of the Ivy League colleges and doing a great job. And it really brought her to not only national, but international attention. And so her name is always on every potential list. Another name uh, that's on the lists is uh, Congresswoman from Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She would, I think, sink um, Donald Trump. She would be the Sarah Palin. Um, this is a woman who's talked about space lasers and, you know, the Rothschilds and, uh, you know, she's made some incredibly foolish statements and she's an extreme right winger. And I do not think she would help uh, the ticket. But, you know, who knows who Trump would want to want to pick. Uh, and then there are the there are, there are the um, outside possibilities. Uh, the one I would be very favorable to is Mike Pompeo, former secretary of state, who is, I think, one of the most brilliant and experienced um, men in government. Uh, he was the head of the CIA. He was the Secretary of State. He was also my student, um, uh, which is not a plus in national elections, but a plus for me. Um, and then there's Tucker Carlson, who would also lose lose Trump the election. Uh, he would uh, guarantee Trump uh, just more support from his base, but would narrow the base and not extend it at all. The same thing is true with uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. He, you know, he's he's a strange dude, and uh, I think that uh, he would hurt the ticket. So, who would be my candidate? I'm not a Republican. I don't want to see Trump win the election, but I'm just doing an analysis. I think the choice is clear. It's Nikki Haley. It's not going to happen. But if Trump wants to win the election, if he wants to broaden his base, if he wants to have any chance of getting above the 45 percent, which represents his base and getting up to the 50 percent, if he wants to have any chance of getting moderates, it's it's obvious. It's Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is the Lyndon Johnson of this election. He may hate her guts. He yelled at her yesterday. He said nasty things about her. But she is the candidate who brings him the most voters. Um, after all, she did get, you know, 30, whatever, 9% of the uh, Republican vote yesterday. And she would get that amount 
in a lot of uh, primaries, if she stays in the primaries, she is a very strong candidate. And let me tell you, a debate between her and Kamala Harris would help the Republican ticket enormously. She's a very good debater. She's very smart, um, uh, very likable. Um, and um, she uh, brings something real to the ticket. It's not going to happen because Donald Trump is not is not John Kennedy or Bobby Kennedy. He doesn't think tactically and strategically. He thinks personally. And he's not going to appoint somebody who he doesn't like. And he's not going to appoint somebody who has said nasty things about him. Although Nikki Haley has tried her best to avoid uh, what Chris Christie uh, has done. Well, I guess we left out DeSantis. Now, people are confused about the constitutionality of, of, of DeSantis. DeSantis would have been a very strong candidate before he really um, uh, did not do well in the, in the two primaries. Again, they're just two, one caucus and one, one primary. Now, DeSantis can run for president. You can have a ticket uh, with candidates, uh, the presidential candidate and the vice presidential candidate from the same state. There's nothing constitutionally impermissible about that. The problem is electors can't vote for two people from the same state. So he would lose uh, electors from Florida. Now, he could, Trump could change that. Um, he could move to New Jersey and, 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 and move, move to his house in Bowminster, however you pronounce it. Uh, I've been there. It's a nice place, golf place, good, good restaurant. I've eaten there. He could do that. And then DeSantis would be from Florida. He would be from New Jersey. DeSantis can't move, obviously, because he's the governor and you have to live in the state you're the governor of. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. First of all, DeSantis is not as strong as he was a couple of months ago. And second, the problem of the same state is probably a little bit too challenging to overcome. So who is he going to pick? Um, you know, probably a fairly safe uh, choice. Um, maybe Tim Scott, uh, maybe Nancy Mace, name recognition problem, but you get name recognition pretty quickly if you're named as vice president. Uh, Elise Stefanik, um, I think those are the people from whom he will probably uh, choose. I don't know who's advising him uh, on this. I don't think that Jared Kushner is playing the same role in this uh, election as he did in the two uh, previous elections. I don't know that for sure. Um, uh, another Harvard student, you know, I'm proud of of my students, I'm not so proud of Harvard these days, generally, but my students, I'm proud of. Um, and and I, I met Jared when he was a, an undergraduate, and we were both active in Chabad, um, and a uh, very nice guy. I like him very much and worked with him on peace issues involving the Middle East, where he did a great job. I actually nominated him for a Nobel Peace Prize for the Abraham Accords, of course, because he was associated with Trump. He was never in under consideration for a Nobel Peace Prize. Obama got it, uh, you know, 16 minutes after he became president. Exaggerate, maybe it was 16 days for doing nothing. And Obama may have been our worst foreign policy president in modern history, but he still got the Nobel Peace Prize. And even he uh, suggested that he didn't, uh, he didn't really deserve it. So 
Is Trump going to be smart? I don't know if Trump's going to be smart. I don't know if he's going to pick Kamala Harris. I don't know whether Kamala Harris would accept. I think she would. Um, Mike Pompeo said, said today that he's always been available to serve his country. Um, he served in the military, served in CIA, served in the State Department, and uh, he made it clear that if he were named as vice president, he would uh, certainly seriously consider it. There's no doubt in my mind that Pompeo is going to run for president. Um, probably in four years, maybe in eight years, he's still a relatively young man. Um, so that's one issue I want to I wanted to discuss. The other issue I want to discuss involves the Democrats. Now, again, I want to make my apologies here. I'm a legal expert. I really know a lot about how the law works, and I'm perfectly willing to share my expertise. I am not a political pundit. I'm not a political expert, but I have opinions and I have points of view, and I've gotten a lot of letters from people saying, please share your political uh, points of view. So I want to talk about the Democrats. Um, I plan to vote for the Democratic uh, uh, nominee, if the Democratic nominee is, is, is Joe Biden. Uh, and if he's running against Donald Trump, that, that's, that's my plan. But here's the question. Can Biden win without the crazy, progressive, woke, uh, intersectional bigots, um, without the AOCs and the um, uh, you know, the Sanders and, and, and the, the crazies on the left of the Democratic Party? Um, uh, or does he need them? Does he have to uh, give in to their insanity and their anti-American and their anti-Semitic uh, demands? Um, and it's not an easy question, but uh, I am pretty certain that he will do better without them than he would do with them. I think Americans are centrist, and this election will turn not on the 40 or something percent that will vote for Trump no matter what, or the 40, maybe somewhat more, that will vote for Joe Biden. I think it will turn on the center. It will turn on independents and people who sometimes vote Democrats, sometimes vote Republicans. Americans do not like radicals. They don't like radicals on the right, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And they sure don't like radicals on the hard left. And I think that uh, Biden would be smart not to give in to the, to the hard left, to try to form a, a, a coalition around the center of the party, maybe try to pick off some Republicans. And he'll get some Republicans. Uh, he's not going to get Republicans if he catows uh, to the left. He's not getting me if he starts giving in to the to the crazy, woke, progressive um, uh, people. Um, there's only one state that uh, the progressives, one important state that the progressive, woke, crazy, anti-Semitic left could have an influence in, and that's Michigan. They have no influence in New York. New York's going to go Democrat no matter what. Even if every single progressive uh, voted Republican and got their children and grandchildren and, you know, to vote uh, Republican or stay home, it wouldn't have any effect. New York's going Democrat. California is going Democrat. Those are the homes of the progressives. Um, and I don't think it's going to have an impact in Florida, uh, frankly. I don't think there are enough progressives in Florida to turn Florida uh, away from where it's likely to go, which I think probably will be Republican. The state that it could have some impact in is Michigan. Why? Why? 
because Michigan is the home uh, of the greatest number of uh, Arab and Muslim Americans, uh, Dearborn and uh, cities uh, around Detroit have a significant number of Muslim and Arab Americans, and they will um, um, be very upset if Biden continues to show the kind of support for Israel that he showed up to now. And he will lose those votes, and they will probably stay home. They're not going to vote for Trump, but they may stay home. And it conceivably could have an impact on Michigan was a very close state. It went for Biden last time. <clears throat> it's often Republican, uh, more often Democrat, probably would go Democrat. But it's conceivable that if he, if, if every Arab and Muslim and, and anti-Israel voter uh, stayed home, or they were not going to vote Republican, but stayed home, a voter for a third party, um, it's conceivable that Michigan could, could go um, uh, Republican and, and, and that Biden could lose. And it's conceivable that that will be the state that determines the outcome of the election. After all, let's remember it was Florida that determined the outcome of the 2000 election. So one state, uh, could, could do it, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think that, um, Biden has a much, much better chance of winning this election and becoming president if he does not give in to the hard left. If he's perceived as giving into the hard left um, on foreign policy, on a range of other issues, he will lose a lot of support. He'll lose my support, that's for sure. And he'll lose a lot of support among Jewish Americans. They don't determine often the outcome of elections. They could in Florida. I mean, Jews in Florida are about as influential as Arabs and Muslims in Michigan. Of course, Florida has more electoral votes than Michigan, and Florida can can be a toss-up. So uh, he's going to have to make a decision. Uh, I know where Biden's heart is. Uh, Biden's heart is generally on the side of, um, of Israel, of centerism. Certainly, he's a very patriotic American, and uh, he has to know that these woke progressive uh, people on the hard, hard left are anti-American. They're not patriotic. They're not looking for what's best for America. They're looking to overthrow the government. They are radicals. Um, you know, watch Oppenheimer. These are the people who in the 1930s were communists. Uh, they were calling for the overthrow of the government. Today, you can't use the word communist, but the people who were marching are anarchists, communists, uh, hard, hard left socialists, and useful idiots, you know, People I know is children uh, because, you know, this is their war. Uh, you know, we had the Vietnam War. They have a war now and they're going to they're going to protest and, and they're going to do whatever they can. But um, but those are the groups that would possibly stay home. And I think that Biden is far better advised in giving up on those groups and saying, no, 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 we we are centrists. We stand by our allies. We stand by American values. We stand against terrorism. Um, and even if we lose you as voters, well, that's a price we have to pay for principle. Now, I hope he does that. Um, and if he doesn't do it, he's going to lose me and lose many other supporters. I hope he does that. And um, I'm not hiding my views. Uh, those are my views. And um, I know many of you will have uh, 
uh, different views on that. But um, but uh, I'm interested in your letters. Who do you think Trump will appoint as vice president? Who do you think he should appoint? Do you think that uh, Biden will give in to the to the hard left? Um, remember, his 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 people are not. I mean, there are people in the State Department, obviously, and people in the White House who are part of this woke culture, but. You know, not the Secretary of State. Secretary of State is a moderate centrist. Um, Secretary of the Treasury is a moderate centrist. The Secretary of Defense is a moderate centrist. I wish he was more candid about his hospitalization. But um, but uh, we'll see if 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 Biden is pushed away from the center. And if he is, he's going to lose. Um, and if he isn't, I think he's going to win. That's my that's my prediction. So let's look at some letters. Um, okay, this is one I got a number of those. A number of people said Hillary Clinton was an election denier, and how dare I call Donald Trump an election denier. Hillary Clinton to this day denies she cost the 2016 election fairly. That's the key word. Just as Trump denies he lost the 2000 election fairly. No, Trump denies he lost the 2000 election. Trump thinks he is the president of the United States. Trump thinks he won that election. That's an election denier. Gore is not an election denier. He was treated unfairly. Clinton is not an election denier. There's a plausible argument that she may have been treated unfairly by the way in which the head of the FBI made his statement. That's okay. It's okay to say the election was unfair. It's not okay to say I am the president of the United States and people should try to stop the electoral count. No, that's not okay. That's election denial. And I'm absolutely opposed to Trump's election denial. And I am completely in favor of Hillary Clinton's claim that she was treated unfairly. And, and I wish Al Gore had made that claim as well. Okay, that's my view. Um, let's look to um, uh, the Forney Willis uh, case, which we talked about. If their relationship was platonic, then the situation is even worse, somebody writes. She was paying this guy state money, and he was then giving her kickbacks in the form of exotic travel and cruises. Well, we have to know who paid. Uh, was it Dutch Treat? Uh, did he pay? Did he use state money? Well, of course, money's fungible. Um, the state is funding their lawfare against Trump, and they're also getting kickbacks on the back end, so to speak, incestuous. That overstates it a little bit. But, but you know, if, in fact, um, uh, he paid for her travel and she got him the job, that really smells. Let's see what the facts are. Waving a document is not the same thing as showing its content to everybody. I agree with I agree with you. But the crime is not waving the document or showing the document. The crime is possessing the document, and so that's the smoking cigarette butt. Um, uh, I don't have clearance, but it's okay for me to be in the same room as classified documents. Yeah, it's okay for you to be in the same room, but the person who had the documents and put them in the room. If he's not authorized to have them, he's not authorized to possess them. So this is a possession crime, not a waving crime. Waving is the evidence of possession. Okay. 
you pay a man you're having a relationship with $659,000. Then he takes you on trips, buying airline tickets and putting them in your name. Okay, look, we have to know that that's the case. He also pays for two cruises in his name. Again, let's wait till the evidence comes out. Um, they can also be charged under RICO for embezzlement. Well, RICO is hard. You have to have a pattern of conduct, um, and embezzlement wouldn't be uh, technically applicable in that situation. Uh, Mark Garagos and Peter Flowers say this case will get tossed if the allegations against uh, Fonnie Willis are true. I would love to hear your analysis as to why the case wouldn't be tossed. Okay. Uh, Mark Garrick is a great lawyer, and I generally agree with him on most uh, issues. I don't think the case will be tossed. Um, it, it may, in the end, result in the case being tossed, but the fact that there was an improper relationship is not a showing of prejudice. He would have to show prejudice. Now, maybe he can show it. Maybe he can say that the reason they indicted all those people, 19 of them, because that increased the amount of money that uh, her boyfriend would be getting. And the case went on and dragged on for a long time to increase the amount of money. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, to that question. That, that's a matter of uh, proof. Uh, there was one more point. I, I don't have the letter right in front of me, but somebody said the worst thing is that the special counsel, the lawyer, went and had meetings in the White House and in the Justice Department. There's nothing wrong with that. Let's be clear about that. Um, state prosecutors often coordinate their actions with federal prosecutors, especially here because you had a case in Washington, D.C. I, I don't see anything wrong, unethical or improper, with a state prosecutor coordinating with a federal prosecutor. So I think that argument is is off base. But some of the arguments are other arguments are very, very strong. We'll continue to watch this case. This is a very important case, and we're in a very important time in American history. So come back to the Durst Show and, and, and read my books. Um, I'll talk next week also uh, probably about the war against the Jews. So you can read that book, get Trump. A um, lot to read. So see you next week. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.